Welcome to another episode of The Impob, where we talk about all things culture and community from the millennial point of view. I'm your host, Shalia, also known as the tall lady with the afro. Hold up, hold up. It's my turn. You know me. It's JB Smiley. You like my name, don't you? I do. I know. I know. I'm ready. So, there's a lot of crazy things happening. The Mm -hmm. most uh, pressing thing for me, tell me why our homegirl Keisha Mm. from Atlanta, Georgia, decided not to run for re-election. Come on, Keisha. She's probably tired. Man. You know the weight of that level of position in a city like Atlanta? She's probably exhausted. I don't care. We need Keisha (laughs) to stay where she is because we don't know who's going to replace her. I have no idea. And I have a sneaky suspicion Mm -hmm. the very same person who ran against her and mm-hmm. ran the past time will be running again and i'm not b- sure that's reflective of the city of atlanta but we can move on from atlanta mm-hmm. because in mm-hmm. all things politics there's some other crazy things going there on there is what else in the state of california california love caitlin jenner has announced that she's running for governor yes thoughts I have thoughts. You know, I have thoughts. Of course, I have thoughts. I mean, anything is possible. Absolutely. I mean, this all. Anything is possible. This is America. Anything is possible. Yeah, we went from they, they this also, to that. We went from this to that, okay. and now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here. They also elected Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and America's also the very same country who went from this to someone that, that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> President Obama to to the orange guy who wears a suit. So mm-hmm. I think okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. Anything is possible, anything, but it is happening. Anything is possible, and if it does happen, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be sad. Okay, I'd be sad. But we live in a state of Tennessee. We have bigger issues here. Yeah, like uh, I'm gonna talk about him one more time. Yeah. The fact that Herschel Walker is leaving. Oh, Herschel. he decides to run for, for United States Senate. But let's let's leave Herschel Walker alone. Mm-hmm. Tall lady with Afro. Mm-hmm. What do we have in store for the people today? So we are going to talk about one of our uh, shining star millennials in the city of Memphis, uh, who is a true advocate for the people. Uh, we're going to dig for a little bit for the people. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper into um, Mr. Devante Hill, his work in the city of Memphis, um, what he is most passionate about, why he does what he does. Is that right? Why he do? Why he do what it, he do? It, it doesn't matter. Why he do what he do? And we also <laughs> talk. Talk to him specifically about his role in the hiring, well, the nomination of now the first, uh, the first black black woman. Not necessarily just the first black woman, the first woman mm-hmm. to serve as the police director in the city of Memphis. Yes, chief, chief, chief. police director, chief, chief Davis, C.J. Davis, Sterling Davis. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. That. We know Davis run the things in the city of Memphis. All of that. All police of department. That. So we'll talk more about that today. Okay. Cool. And with that, we'll go to a break. All right. Welcome back to the Impob, where we talk all things culture and community from the millennial point of view. I'm your host, Shalia, also known as the tall lady with the afro. And you already know. You know me. They know me. JB Smiley. Hey. So I'm just happy to be back, happy to be in this place. But mm-hmm. people need to know where to find us. Mm-hmm. Where we at? We on the Twitter? On the Twitter. Impob Podcast. 
What about Facebook? On the Facebook. On the Facebook. Empire Podcast. What about Instagram? <laughs> on Instagram. Empire Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter. Nobody Facebook. wants to follow you personally, they JB. Want it's to not a- follow me personally. All Trust right. me. If you dare. At JB Smiley Jr. on all things social media. And tall lady with Afro. She also has some stuff, but we she don't really have to talk it, about okay, it. Okay, thank you. You want to talk about it? Just forget forget about me. I'm just here. I'm just sitting here. I think it's Shalia Harris. I'm not it's, really it's sure. It's Shalia underscore Harris okay. on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. <laughs> on the Facebook. Okay. Okay, so we're here um, with our esteemed guest, Mr. Devontae Hill. Mr. Devontae Hill, how what, you feeling? What's up, man? How y'all feeling? We're good. Good, good. She might be good. I'm great. It's okay. You, so, you're trying me today. You, you are come, trying you me come, on this day. Stop coming for the tall lady that's with fine. the afro. That's fine because I'm going to step on them in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be it. That's going to be it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, Devontae, Mr. Hill, what do you want to be called? And then we're going to dive right into it. Devontae. Devontae. All right. Devontae. Devontae, no D? Devontae. Okay. Devontae, no D? Devontae um, today. Definitely from the hood, for sure. Okay. Shout out, shout out to that. So, Devontae with no D or E. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How so? Could you talk a little bit about yourself? Tell the people who you are, what you do. Then I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, which is all things activism, policing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and where do they meet? Sure. So uh, of course I'm Devonte Hill, um, 28 years old, born and raised in Memphis. Uh, went to Whitehaven High. Shout out to Memphis. Okay. Yeah, went to Whitehaven High School. Whitehaven, one of the only major schools in the city. First of all, <laughs> I mean, I let you have this moment. It is. What I it just is. want to shout out to Bolton, even though it's on the outside. Cordova I High mean, School, I, District Five. All right, all right. Where all right. we keep it live. In all fairness, I did graduate from Brighton High School in Tipton County. Okay, shout out you to you from Tipton. My we'll family's from Tipton we County. We might be cousins, man. I hope not. All right, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Start cooking some greens. I'm gonna know you from Mason. Oh, okay. as long as you clean them. <laughs> no, but uh, but I'm, but I'm 28 years old, uh, born and raised Memphis. Um, I, I dived deeply into politics, and as I dived into politics, I realized that there was a space specifically for me as a young black man in the world of activism. So I resigned my position at Congressman Steve Cohen's office in 2016. And keep came going home. with Cohen. Keep you decided not to keep going. It, well, I decided to. Come. <laughs> Damn, I, I wasn't ready for that. But it's okay. <laughs> I decided to keep going with Cohen, but at home, you know oh, okay. what I'm saying. I, so, okay. yeah, so I moved back home in Memphis, launched one Memphis, one Vision in 2016, and the rest is literally history. Mm. Okay, so at this point in time, I think it was in like 2015 or 2016. 16. I was sitting in Little Rock, Arkansas, <laughs> trying to wake, make my way uh, from law school and practicing law back home, and I'm getting a thousand calls. They shut down the bridge. They shut down the bridge. And for some reason, when I whenever I turned to any media outlet, I was like, who is this dude? And it was you. Could you tell us about standing that? Standing on top of cars. Cars. And, and everything Bridges, else. trucks, 18, just standing on everything. Tell us about man. that. You know, uh, the tensions were high in our country at that time. I think Dallas was at an all-time high. We were three days three days away from an officer being shot at a Black Lives Matter rally. Philando Castile was at an all-time high. So right where we were last summer, we were in the same place Mm -hmm. um, in 2016. Same place. And uh, I think a lot of local activists here in the city felt something and just needed uh, a match to ignite it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's basically what I did. I, you know, I came home. I was actually visiting home mm-hmm. uh, trying to clear up a legal matter because I got into it with a detective over the phone. You got warrants. I had a warrant. Oh, I checked my warrants before I got here. <laughs> 
So God you damn. fed, you snitching? Don't worry about all that. <laughs> you know, we, we good. We good okay, over here. Black going, women like to sit black men in jail. No, I'm just playing. Dog, no. wait a minute now, because I look, I stepped on you. you too. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. But uh, but no, I had a, I had an issue, and I was reaching out to the mayor, reaching out to the police director in 2016, trying to get this issue fixed because what had happened to me was literally what had happened was the detective made a statement that uh, someone didn't steal my computer because they lived in Collierville, mm-hmm. and we got into a bad situation. He pressed charges on me in a mm. nutshell. In a, in a quick nutshell. So uh, the director, interim director. Criminal justice reform. Yeah, big time. So the director, and he put a one out for my arrest and told me I had to come to Memphis to clear it up. So mm. that was my purpose for coming. Okay. The interim director at the time uh, wasn't able to get back to me. The mayor at the time wasn't able to get back to me. And so uh, that's, that, that Saturday rolled around. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. And I decided to put a flyer together for everybody to meet at the FedEx Forum. I put it out. I sent it out to like Frank Gotti's and, uh, and all the other folks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, before I knew it, it was 500 people sitting out there an hour before the protest was even supposed to start. Wow. And uh, it just grew and grew and grew. And before I knew it, I was standing on top of a police car mm-hmm. on uh, the I feel I-40 like we missed bridge. a whole lot of steps then, man. So, so, <laughs> so you you did all of that yourself. Yeah, I'll show you. You I got put the, the whole thing. Okay. I got I mean, I, I, I pay for the tell you. So what I heard was he created a flyer. Mm-hmm. He didn't know who was coming. He sent it to everybody showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he ended up on top of a car. Had to control the narrative because you had your, your people who wanted to, you know, jump in front of the cameras with how you know how it you know, oh, no. the people do. Okay. And uh well, are you that type of person or no? Well, for me, I think it is important, you know, I'm a I'm a son of Congressman John Lewis. Okay. So activism is in my blood. Sure. I understand the importance uh when you're organizing of controlling the narrative. Mm-hmm. Because if not, mm-hmm. your movement can be hijacked and everything that the Lord put on your heart to do, it'll be disarrayed, it'll mm. be destroyed and contaminated. So you do have to make sure that you are controlling the narrative and and the best way to do that is the media sometimes. Gotcha. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, us politicians already know we got to use the media. <laughs> I'm not a politician. I'm an advocate for the people. I'm an Tall advocate lady. for well, the people. Bro, if I Google you, it's going to say You better Google me, boo. You better Google me. It's going to say tall lady with the afro come Google a politician. Me. But it's okay. You can be a servant for the people. I think we're all all servants. Some of, the of us are, yeah. I feel like yeah. she did some shade. I did because that's what tall women do. Because when we stand and if the sun is out, naturally shade is thrown. Uh, so we're just not going to talk with so the t- talk to the tall lady with the afro. So we, we got to the bridge and then that took place from the mm-hmm. bridge um, of course uh, I pushed for a meeting with the entire city at Greater Imani mm-hmm. and uh, we pushed out four demands it was uh, the immediate hiring of Michael Rollins at the time because he was on the bridge at this time right actually uh, I made a request for him to meet us on the bridge mm. and someone put him on the phone and I said hey man look this is not gonna work I want did, you to did you say right hey man or hey man? I said hey man. Hey man. This ain't gonna work. I need you to actually come to the actual bridge itself. I know you came to the FedEx Forum and I know it's your day off, but you got to meet us on, on this bridge and we got to have a conversation face to face. So mm. at this point in time, he was the interim director. He was the interim director. Okay, yes. so you know, let me. I'm gonna take a break here and let's just talk about this. So there's be some people in the community who would say, you know, if you're a true activist, you're not necessarily supposed to work with the police or the elected officials. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's counterproductive, and the people who feel that way need to go to therapy. Uh, if you really want solution, if you really want to be proactive, it requires you to be at the table to have serious conversations about how we can truly create reform, how we can truly create change. You ain't got to kumbaya with them. You don't have to uh, go into backdoor private meetings and special sessions with them, but you definitely have to be at the table in order to advocate change. How do we communicate change if we never come to the table to communicate? But how do you get to the table, though? 
because this conversation is is directed toward millennials, us. So yeah, how do you get yeah. to the table? Well, I think that I think that you know, it, in some instances, the system is broken, but mm-hmm. the processes are available for us to use. Meaning, meaning, we have to utilize process. I think that there has to be a way to utilize process, and and for me personally, it has worked not just in Memphis, in Baltimore, in D.C., etc. Utilizing the processes, you know, sometimes you may have to call and schedule a meeting. Mm-hmm. Every time you don't have to shut the bridge down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you only got to do that mm-hmm. one major time and people realize oh not playing we need mm-hmm. to schedule this meeting you know mm-hmm. so you have to realize you know when it's time to shake up the table and when it's time to come to the table and it only comes through wisdom mm-hmm. so a lot of our generation you know we have a microwave mentality we mm-hmm. want we want to put the solution in the microwave quick fast in a hurry y'all. And, mm-hmm. and hit the button and boom, it comes right out and right. sometimes you have to at least respect the process and I don't expect people who aren't faith believers to understand that but you know the, Timothy sat outside the window seal yes, of Paul he did. Yes, he did. and he understand it as innovative and as prophetic as I am I may need to sit outside a, win- a, a, a Paul's windowsill mm. and get wisdom on how to do ministry. Mm. And so that's just me. I have sat outside the windowsill of John of John Lewis. I've sat outside the windowsill of Al Sharpton. I've sat mm-hmm. outside many a windowsills. And so now it's time for me to do my thing. Well, come on, Bishop Hill. All I heard come somebody on, say, pass Bishop the collection Hill. plate. <laughs> my cash app. <laughs> Go on, drop Somebody may give you some money. But, okay, so we're... Where we we moved. They said I was selling T-shirts for ten dollars at the protest. So I'm good. I don't. Well, know. <laughs> you can sell T-shirts, but long as you pay your tax. Hey, for All real. Right. That's a tip, y'all. That's a tip. So we 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 moved from uh, that position where director, well, then well, interim director at the time, director Rollins comes to the bridge. The bridge is shut down. What were those demands that were sent to uh, the mayor? Those four demands uh, that were presented to the mayor, Greater Money, which was I think it was July the. 12th, 2016, if I'm not mistaken. It's been some time. We don't need to know the exact date. It it was the immediate hire of Michael Rollins. It was an investigation into why only 3% of the 500, my phone just died, the $500 million uh, public works money, why only 3% of that money was going into African-American communities. We talked about uh, cultural sensitivity training. We also talked about uh, officers reforming that training and reforming their policies alongside activists. Mm -hmm. That was... That was the request in 2016. Mm-hmm. So fast forward. So let's fast forward with the topic that I really want to talk about. Fast forward. So Director Mike Rollins was in place for yep. a few years. Since that time, Director Mike Rollins said, you know what? I'm going home. Y'all ain't listening to me. Uh, he retired. Yeah. And then Mayor Strickland said, uh-huh. you know what? We're going to conduct a nationwide search mm-hmm. for the next police director. Yeah. And, you know, I serve on the city council. And I'm looking at the list and I'm saying, okay, I know this person. I know this person. I know this person. I see your name. Yeah. So how did you get a, become part of the selection committee, the interview committee of the uh, applicants for police director? And, you know, just talk about that process. And what was that conversation like? Like, why was it just a certain group of people? We want to know the real. You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, up until just a few weeks ago, I had no idea why I was the only one that, you know, from the community that would have been invited to that space. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt some type of way and I felt like I was being uh, pushed into a corner. Uh, so I reached out to the director of HR. I also reached out to uh, Mayor Strickland. I was like, look, I'm glad to be invited to this space, but we got to be you more. You got me on the island. We <laughs> got me on the We got to be more transparent. Who else was in the meeting? Um, this would, what well, it all went out in, in, in emails in, in December. Mm-hmm. So this, all this started in December. Mm-hmm. They sent out an email and you don't, you really didn't know who all was a part of the email because it was a one-on-one Zoom session. Right. But when you got there, who was in the meeting? Oh, Lord Jesus. It was a, so I had a list, but I'm going to let you talk about it. It was the DA. 
the okay. district attorney, which okay. I had already put a sour taste in my mouth. Okay. Um, it was the uh, president of the Memphis Police Association, Miss Essica. Okay. Who I like her. She's a black lady. You know, she she's she's fair. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. a little too fair, if you okay. will. Um, according to the books, and then there was um. Let's see, there's someone who represented Ben Jabbar, who represented the Hispanic community. There was Colonel Kirkwood, former Colonel Kirkwood, who represents the CLURB, uh, Civilian Law Enforcement Review Board. Mm -hmm. There was another pastor that was in the room. I won't call his name because I don't really care for him. And there is a uh, city council representative. Listen, I'm... I'm a G. I'm okay, keep going, keep going. City Council Representative, Ms. Johnson, it mm-hmm. was what it was. And uh, the representative from the room. But there were three rooms. The other room had all the police direct, former police directors in it, like Tommy, Tony Armstrong. Well, I like, I like Tony. I like Tony. I like was, Tony. I, I, that room was kind of lit. It was kind of yeah. like, oh, shoot, this is the all-star room. Yeah. And then it was the business world room. Okay. I, can't, I can't personally mention who all was in that room, but it was prominent. You could, you just won't. Keep going. Now, do you even remember? Because I gotta, I have to look through my emails to find it's, that list. It's a, it's a public list. I don't, okay. you know, it's, it's a public, public list. But uh, they were in, in in a separate room as well, talking about basically how their businesses will be will work with police departments to make sure that uh, we're, we're we're there. But I asked the mayor, I asked them to be transparent about it, and uh, they had every intention of doing so. But we had to remember that these people weren't employees just yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they were candidates. So if you go and apply for service master, you go and apply for Shelby County Schools, you got to be given some degree of due diligence and respect until you become a candidate mm-hmm. uh, or, or a nomination. So that's so what that was went. the conversation like when you got there and you saw these other people in the room and you noticed, were you the only millennial there? I was the only millennial in the room. So at that point, did you, did you ever think, man, so-and-so needs to be here. So-and-so needs to be here that are millennials as well and leaders in the city. Like, did you ever think? No. And this is why I didn't think that. One, because I opened the forum of public conversation prior to this moment. Mm-hmm. At my finger- Explain it. At my fingertips, I touch about 80,000 people whenever I send anything out on social That's media. That's big. That's big. 80,000 people, most of them are Memphians. Mm-hmm. So they saw it. You know, a lot of these people who get on the news and want to say bad things about me, you know, I ain't going to say what I wanted to say, <laughs> you know, but, but they see my stuff. I see Mm-hmm. I see that they see it mm-hmm. and I went publicly I asked questions what are some of your concerns mm-hmm. what are the things that you want to be mentioned into the meeting because again I and I made this public I don't want to go in the meeting mm-hmm. I want to be in the meeting as a vessel mm-hmm. you know I am you mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you have the opportunity and I had a lot of people who put questions I had hundreds of questions that came in as it pertains to the police director and the search holistically and I made it apparent at the beginning I'm rooting for a black woman. I don't know who the candidates are yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they black, white, green, blue, or Hispanic. I'm rooting for a black woman. Well, why? Why was that important to you? On a national level, I'm seeing because uh, I don't just work just locally. Equal Justice Now with being Crump. This is this is a national organization mm-hmm. and well funded organization. You know, I'm seeing that reform in our country is really happening predominantly at the hands of African American female police chiefs and police directors. Mm-hmm. So you always trust black women. Come on, so trust me, hashtag you trust you black got to women. Trust black women. So for me, it was like we got to find a black woman mm-hmm. at the, at the 
the, at the top before I knew who the candidates were. Got to be a black woman. I was viable. A who, black woman who was viable. Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I was I a little disappointed. Sisters, but you got to be viable. I, I was disappointed as hell initially mm-hmm. because they told us it was eight candidates, mm-hmm. and when we got there, seven candidates were interviewed. I said, uh-uh, I don't like the way this smell. Mm-hmm. And one of the candidates was an African American female who is from Memphis and of the Memphis Police Department. I simply and the room was not impressed. Mm-hmm. We were not impressed. It mm-hmm. was not. It, it was. This is a letdown. But what were you looking for, though? I was looking for everything that C.J. Davis said. Mm. So let's fast forward. Mm-hmm. So we we go through the process. So seven candidates. The mayor decided I need to do more. He opens the portal back up, and then there's a uh, young lady who comes from Durham, North Carolina. And North Carolina. Let's correct that. Let's correct that. Go ahead. C.J. Davis had applied with all the other candidates. Absolutely. And the media really didn't put this out the way that it should have been. So mm-hmm. you guys are kind of getting a, an exclusive. Mm-hmm. The media put it out that the mayor opened it up again and invited C.J. back. Mm-hmm. You want to So, so I'll, I'll touch on it. So... So essentially what happened is initially uh, the, the now chief, chief of police, uh, she applied mm-hmm. and then she looked at the timeline. She said that she couldn't meet that timeline mm-hmm. because she was going on with the budget mm-hmm. in her current city. She mm-hmm. didn't feel like she could leave the police department. In, and they in were disarray. changing and they were changing city managers. So she couldn't. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to leave the police department in disarray. And then she withdrew. Okay. At that point, it was closed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, the, and then you know. After the interview process, she made another inquiry. Said, mm-hmm. "You know, at this point, we're in a we're we're in a stage where I can do something." The mayor, at that point, the mayor said, "Well, you originally applied. I'm gonna open it back up and give you an opportunity." That's mm-hmm. the way it happened, right? And there. That's how it happened. Okay. And then she apparently wild. The mayor makes a decision to nominate her. Yep. So, what was your impressions of her? Because I have my thoughts. You know, I was completely wild because I gave everybody the third degree. Everyone who applied, every one of those candidates, they'll tell you. It, the DA will tell you. I was probably the worst person in the room to interview. Shout out to kids. millennials and leadership. Mm-hmm. I gave each and every one of them complete hell, not just about protest, but about their actual work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like why should we choose? Why would you come to Memphis? I gave every single one of them a hard time, including Chief. Dad. Davis mm-hmm. but she got to a place to where she really had poked at my heart you know she mentioned something she was like what about millennials under the age of 30 you know these young people they have these encounters with law enforcement and we put them in front of the judge and we keep putting them in front of the judge mm-hmm. she said we rob them of their light mm-hmm. and we push them into the arms of gang members on, we push Pastor. them into the arms of, and I was like you're perfect <laughs> Perfect. Like you're actually. So she she talked about creating an immediate diversion program uh, for millennials and young people, especially for nonviolent crimes. She talked about decriminalizing marijuana. I I'm with it. I'm with it completely. Too know? bad our state legislator wouldn't agree with that. That's well, why. Shout out to our next guest, which we miss Jerry mm-hmm. Green. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Legalize okay. it. It's from a black home. I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> okay, so, so, okay, so she talked about a lot of things mm-hmm. you like to hear. You know, and also I had... I, I won't say I like to hear what we need to hear. Absolutely. Because I want to make it about me. But it's, it's one thing to to say the right things. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are really good with words. Yeah. But how are we going to hold her accountable? As a millennial, how do we hold her accountable? Well, I have not met her personally just yet. I've, I've known... So you didn't interview her? No, no, no. Zoom. Aside from the... Oh, okay. That was a Zoom meet. I have not met her personally and, and I don't have intentions of privately meeting her personally. I have mm-hmm. an intention of holding her accountable. Well, that would be weird if it was just you and her. Um... Very, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've never had a well. 
where I've never had a one-on-one with Mike Rollins until... We'll move on. Yeah, we got on a plane, and Mike Rollins was, like, in the same seat as me. I was okay. like, Shit. Y'all were sitting in the same seat? In okay, the, great. Well, no, no. Oh, what the, come on, black lady <laughs> with the fro cutters and damn slack. She was... <laughs> he was why, in the why seat. Why did you do it? Like, he was in the seat next to me. Okay. And it was did a, you get his autograph? No. I oh, okay. Like, what, what I'm, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I know. He, so I don't know why tall lady with Afro is going he, in right now. Yeah. I'm but not I'm going just, in. I'm just asking questions. I don't questions. need his autograph. I, 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 asking questions. I put the demand in front of the I'm mayor to say questions. hire him. Back I don't need to the original hand. question. Yeah. How do we hold her accountable as millennials before we wrap up? I think it's important for us to hold C.J. Davis accountable to, one, make sure that she's communicative with our community, that mm-hmm. she's there, she's present, she's mm-hmm. listening, and she's hearing. But not just there, present, listening, and hearing, but also going back to these tables, these mm-hmm. boardrooms, and state legislature to say, this is what the city of Memphis needs. And I think if we don't, you know, if, if C.J. Davis decides to flip on us, then we do her the same way we did Soldier Boy. We flam her up on Twitter, we flam her up on Facebook, we flam her up on Instagram, and we let her know Memphis is not going. This ain't mm. the city for you to come and give us one thing p- openly and then mm-hmm. privately do another. Mm. You got to keep it G all the way through and through. And that's how we're going to keep it. So real quick, could you tell the people where to find you? I'm Devontae Hill and everything. I ain't hard to find. Okay, Devontae are you on Hill. the Facebook? I'm on the Facebook. Are you on the Twitter? I'm on the Twitter. Are you on Instagram? And I'm on the Instagram. All right. You heard it here I'm live. I'm even on LinkedIn. Okay, LinkedIn. <laughs> get your professional uh, profile, profile and, going. And Tinder for your mama. Oh, not for your mama. She don't want Tinder. <laughs> he all says, right. this is swipe. All right, it's another episode of the Impov. We talk about all things culture and community from the millennial point. To... Socially, it is another stand. College Afro. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right. Thank you, Mr. Devontae Hill, a true advocate for the millennials in Memphis. Let me finish, brother. For the millennials in Memphis, (laughs) we're so glad that you joined us on the Impov podcast today. We talk all things culture, community from the millennial point of view. That's Impov podcast on all things social media. Mm -hmm. But thank you for stopping by. Yes, thank you. Sharing with us. Thank you for letting us know what we need to do as millennials, how to hold uh, those who sit in positions of power accountable. And thank you for telling, being at the table, because Mm -hmm. truth of the matter is, you cannot get anything accomplished if you're not at the table. Yes, we need somebody in those rooms, so we thank you. We thank hey, you for hey, that. I appreciate you guys for inviting me and allowing me to keep it G for a minute. Thanks. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank you. To wrap things up, I'm going to take a moment of personal privilege to shout out, as much as it pains me, the tall lady with the afro. No, you're not going to shout me out. She was recently what? named... As one of the most influential, I guess, top 40 under 40 in the city of Memphis by the Memphis Business Journal. Come on. So shout out to Top Lady with Afro. She does a a lot of things in the city, whether it's advocating for the students, whether it's fighting for teachers to be treated better, whether it's uh, basically putting people in a better position. Tall Lady with Afro, also known as Shalia Harris, is a phenomenal person, although I give her a hard time on every day. Every day. It's really every day. It's just not on this show. <laughs> but I do think we should take, you know, a brief moment to recognize her and her amazing gifts and how Thank you. and how and the fact that she is just a credit to the city of Memphis and the state of Tennessee. So shout out to the oh, tall lady with the Afro. J of a B. Thank you. I just want you to know this that thank you was very half hearted. It, it was. And, and I need to cherish this moment because I'll never hear anything good again. From that you. is a fact. Never hear anything again. Look, I'm not gonna keep complimenting you and you. 
milk this moment. I'm compliment. milking this moment. But we had a great episode today with Devonte Hill. He came on, uh, appreciated his millennial point of view about advocacy, um, his work around um, uh, the new police chief, his involvement with that, uh, and just some other things that he's been doing um, and his level of impact here locally and how it kind of expands out throughout the country. Uh, just really great interview. Glad absolutely, to have absolutely. You know, whatever we do mm-hmm. is done with the millennial. Yes. Point of view. Yes. And where can you find us, JB? On the Twitter. On the Twitter. Empire Podcast. On the Facebook. Facebook. On Absolutely the Facebook. on the Facebook at Empire Podcast. And on the Twitter. We just said the Twitter. Oh, we did? What yeah. about Instagram? On the Instagram. On the Instagram at Empire Podcast. All right. See y'all later. This is the Spotlight Podcast Network.